Learn how to teach your dog how to be a service dog. And welcome to From Shelter Dog to Service Dog with Janice Wolf. Well, I wanted to start the hour with a little bit of a wrap-up of what I've been doing, because I I know a lot of people had uh, kind of asked if everything was okay because they hadn't uh, heard from me and haven't been on social media. I have been on a mammoth tour from Atlanta, Georgia to Niagara Falls uh, to Missouri to California. Like, I have literally been traveling. I was home three days out of the last five weeks, so that's why... A lot of people didn't hear from me, uh, but I will get some more photos up and tell you all the great stories, including what I'm going to start today's show with, which is talking about shelter partners and rescue partners that we do at United Canine Professionals. Think about the average dog. Dog gets out, and it's not a grand champion show dog, and it's not a whatever breed is the hot breed of the day. And let's say it's just a very plain black dog, and it's just the dog is running stray. Nobody knows who it is. And, of course, because you're a dog and you used to live in a house, now you're afraid and you don't know who anyone is and you don't know what they're doing and why they're doing it. So you start getting a little bit fearful. You might even growl if people came near you. You probably had somebody grab you with a long pole called a catch pole that went around your neck and you fought like heck to get away from it, but you couldn't fight enough, and that catch pole brought you in. You were probably, or possibly, depending on where you are, uh, manhandled or woman-handled um, by somebody who was half afraid of you and half just sick of the fact that you happened to be there, and that was more calls that he had to or she had to go on. So this dog now comes in terrified, emaciated, scared out of its mind, it, it maybe hasn't had vet care, it hasn't had food, and now you get stuck in a big wire kennel with a concrete floor, a lot of dogs barking and screaming, you hear and smell all kinds of things that you've never smelled or heard before or seen before, and you are just so scared. So somebody happens to be up in your area, and somebody a few days after you come in and you're terrified and you're growling and snarling and lunging at the bars because you're so scared someone's going to hurt you. Somebody comes in and actually sits down next to you and starts just kind of leaning towards you and not being afraid of your growling and snarling and lunging at the bars. And that person stays there, and the person seems kind of nice, actually. And eventually, the person opens the kennel, puts a little slip lead on, takes you out, and you realize, that that person's really nice, and that person isn't going to hurt you. That person is there to save you. Well, I just got to do that again, and the dog that I just brought out from its kennel, from its cage, was a beautiful black dog. I'm not going to say too many details, but a beautiful, tall black dog who I'm going to turn into a service dog. So we're going to follow, uh, I nicknamed him Baby Huey. We're going to Follow Baby Huey's progress week by week so that every week I'm going to give a little update and we'll also have it on our social media and on our website for From Shelter Dog to Service Dog so you can follow along. He's very skinny. He's still very scared. But what a sweetheart, friendly, 
and he was just terrified. And he was just one boring black dog that happened to just have the right luck that I happened to be up there when he was found. And now he's going to be my little boy, and he's going to do great, and he's going to save a child someday. So that's what we can do from shelter dog to service dog. We, you know, we always talk about the cancer and disease detection dogs and all that. But I wanted to discuss, because I know so many of you on Tuesday night show either have a service dog you're training or trying to train or want to train, or you are part of a rescue or shelter and you listen to get helpful tips and to list some of your adoptable dogs. Now, that's one of the problems with the word adoptable. Adoptable dogs, adoptable means that you choose to adopt them. It doesn't mean that they are just good dogs. It could be, well, some shelters, it's a pit bull, looks like a pit bull, kind of remotely looks like a pit bull, or it's doing something that they don't like and they don't know what they don't know, and they say, oh, that's not adoptable, put it to sleep. So a lot of these no-kills are really not no-kills. They just they kill the ones that they deem unadoptable, and that's a really broad, broad statement. I might think unadoptable is, you know, like a, one of these designer mutts that they, people are dumb enough to spend three grand on or $2,500 on for a mutt. Like, you're, you've got nothing better to do with your money. Donate it to some charity, okay? At least they are going to do something better with it. There's just great rescue dogs out there. There just are. And, yes, it's fine for you to buy a dog, but don't buy a dog whose parents are still living in the hellhole puppy mill, but you rescued your dog from a pet store. But if you hadn't bought it and nobody else bought it, the pet store would have not filled it up with another dog, and you wouldn't have another dog in there after you bought yours, and then there's another one, and you perpetuate the same puppy mill. It's not the puppy mill's fault. If people stop buying dogs from pet stores, you wouldn't have puppy mills because nobody would have any dogs to sell, and there'd be nothing to buy because people would stop buying them. The stores would go out of business, and that's what I kind of hope. I'm all for business and, you know, everything, but, you know, there's just so many great dogs out there, like our little baby Huey, who need to be rescued and need to be loved and cared for. And United Canine Professionals has an awesome, awesome way that you, with your shelter and rescue group, uh, can actually participate in what we call shelter partners and rescue partners, which means one of our people, you got to be in one of the 38 states where we have people, or the 10 countries, uh, which you hopefully are. And if we don't have somebody there, maybe you want to become a canine behaviorist. You, all you have to do is love dogs and have uh, a good common sense and a good energy about you and want to learn. And no, you're not going to go in an online course or you're not going to read 10 books and then, you know, after you read the books, you take an online open book test and you pass. Well, heck, if you can't pass an online open book test with no time limit, you're an idiot. And, I, you know, I've gotten very blunt, people, so that's the way I feel about it. You don't like it? Don't listen to my show. This is me. It's the real me. So what we want to do is to help those shelter and rescue dogs and help the people who give their dogs up, who either dump them, or who people who just genuinely can't keep the dog but don't know what else to do with the dog. And at least they're not letting it just run free. They're at least turning it into somewhere they think is going to find a home for it. But the reality of it is they're not going to find a home for most dogs. Because most dogs 
that are in the shelter are either pity or pity mixes. And, of course, we know what that is, you know, because all pit bulls are bad. Ooh, be scared of them. They're going to just kill you in your sleep. Now, yes, there certainly are some that are bad, and I've been bitten by some of them, and I've rehabilitated nearly every one that I've ever been around. Um, And, you know, so they can be rehabilitated, but not everyone can. And even if I can rehabilitate that dog, the chance is that who are we going to put that dog with? afterwards. We have to get somebody who's, well, I'd have to have every dog in the world there who was a problem, and we can't do that. But there are so many dogs that are great, and so many people who really don't want to give their dog up. They don't want to let the dog, you know, be sick or hurt. They want it to be safe, but they just don't know how to fix their behavioral issues. That's what we're going to talk about today, how you can have a shelter or rescue partner, and how you can help other people to not have to give their dogs up to the shelter, or worse. So please stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment, and it's going to change a dog's life, maybe yours too. Hang on. We'll be right back. Share the amazing stories of shelter dogs whose lives are changed by changing others. NuVet Plus, your pet's best friend. NuVet Plus is an immune system builder that is safe for all stages of your dog's life. Helps eliminate most issues, including allergies, scratching and itching, hot spots, arthritis and joint issues, chronic ear infections, tear staining, lack of energy, digestive issues, and so much more. All natural, manufactured in an FDA-registered human pharmaceutical lab here in the USA, using ingredients sourced in the USA. Nothing artificial, no sugars, wheat, corn, or dyes. Never heat treated to help retain all the natural rich ingredients comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and is only pennies a day. Call us Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 1-800-474-7044. That's 1-800-474-7044. And tell them you're referred by All Paws Pet Talk Radio or go online to www.nuvet.com. That's www.nuvet.com. Use order code 33955. Again, www.nuvet.com, order code 3395. Put your pet on the path to good health. Share the incredible process of shelter dogs whose lives are saved and are saving the lives of special needs children. And welcome back to From Shelter Dogs to service dog with Janice Wolf, And we're talking today about shelter and rescue partners through United Canine Professionals. If you're interested in this, by the way, or if you're interested in becoming a canine behaviorist, you can call us at 855-459-7767, which is 855-4K9-PROS, P-R-O-S. Also, great thing if you are, haven't already been uh, one of the 10,000 plus people who's already bought my book, you can get a copy of that on Amazon, um, download it. It's Happens, S-H-H-H, Happens, Dog Behavior 101. And that's great because Happens talks about how you can uh, work with a dog. It has all the developmental phases. It has genetics behind it. It has everything I always wanted to, to put in a book but in a very simple form so that even your kids can learn about it. And I do talk about the crosses and the people, you know, with these 
all the doodle thing breeds. And, you know, yeah, I just rescued one, and I'm going to turn her into a service dog. And But I've had this week, I already had four, and I've got somebody who's got two Australian Labradoodles. But the all these dogs, the breeding, because it's not a breed now, 20 years after everybody starts breeding them, all of a sudden now you, you have all the genetic issues. You're getting bad hips, behavior issues up the wazoo. I mean, you can't even imagine how many behavioral issues there are. But, you know, it's okay because somebody made money and keeps breeding a female on every heat cycle. And, you know, because they're cute and fluffy, the dogs, we keep buying them. Well, I don't buy them because I I do breed Grand Champion top magnificent Rhodesian Ridgebacks with perfect temperaments and great health and longevity that they live 15, 16 years. So I'm a legit breeder, and I don't have a problem with legit show breeders who are breeding to better their breed. They're breeding to make the breed healthier, to make it more perfect, to make it live longer. But, you know, it's like with anything. There are people out there who are just looking to make money, and anytime somebody is interested in doing something for money, it takes their objectivity out, and that's where I start having a problem with it. And, hey, as a three-time cancer survivor, let me tell you something. I don't care what anybody thinks. You can completely disagree with me. You can love on whatever mixed-breed dog you want, but if you paid three grand or $2,500 or more than a couple hundred dollars, which would be a rescue fee, to, to buy something, whose parents are still being bred and bred and bred and bred and hopefully are being at least socialized and have some kind of vet care. If you're those people, that's fine. You're probably not going to be listening to my show, though. You might listen to a happy show. But I am going to beat people up because I'm tired of having five Labradoodles or Golden Doodles, excuse me, six, in a week. That's ridiculous. And I can't possibly justify the fact that that goes on, that people are doing something. And, you know, you're not buying a dog that you want to be vicious. But the problem is you don't know what you don't know. And so many of these dogs end up having serious health issues because if you're breeding top-quality show dogs, you're spending a lot of money on the best food. My The food I use is, is uh, almost $60 a bag. And, yes, all my dogs are on it, my puppies too, my rescues too. I put them on food with no corn, wheat, or soy, no BHA, no BHT, no byproducts, no propylene glycol, no red dye 40, no digest, no byproducts, nothing that is low quality because in in nature, people say, oh, well, the dog will find what it finds. Yeah, but that animal in nature hasn't probably had antibiotics and chemicals and pesticides and preservatives dumped into it and genetically modified food that it ate. So actually a wild animal is probably a whole lot safer to eat for a dog than, you know, an ear of corn and wheat and all that junk uh, that can give allergies to dogs. And that's a big problem too. As a behaviorist, I can't emphasize enough the fact that behavior can be affected by what they eat. You know, you hear that phrase, you are what you eat. Well, you are what you eat, eats. So if you're giving junky food to a dog and you're giving it a lot of wheat and bread and pizza crust and toast and all that stuff, or you're just feeding garbage like healthful, flavorful, awful, you can read read between the lines on that. Worst food in the world. It's got every bad thing. It even has a component of antifreeze in it. I mean, it's horrible. 
So why the heck would we give that kind of junk to our dog? And guess what, though? If your dog has a behavioral issue, first thing you should do is get them off of corn, wheat, soy, BHA, BHT, byproducts, propylene, glycol, red dye 40, digest, and any of those other things. Because it's the same way it can cause ear infections and itching and allergies and hot spots and chewing on the paws and shaking their ears and just constantly being in a, in a histamine state. And guess what? If you change the food, inflammation is systemic. The same way they can get itchy on their leg because they put food into their stomach, they can also get inflammation in their brain. And a lot of times, not all the time certainly, but a lot of times, the dogs with behavioral issues are on food that contains corn or wheat or some of these other bad things that can cause inflammation in the body and in the brain. So get your dog on something good. You can read the labels. There's not a particular one. There's some some of the really good foods that are out there, and you can contact us at unitedcanineprofessionals.com, or you can, you know, call in or whatever. I won't give a specific brand because I don't believe in plugging brands, even the one that I use. The one thing I will tell you about, though, is if you have a dog with any kind of issue or a smaller dog who tends to get cataracts, there's a great vitamin supplement out there. Uh, It's called NuVet, N-U-V-E-T, NuVet.com. And you have to use the uh, order code. Uh, We have a rescue code, and you get 15% off, and then you can do auto ship to save 15% on it. That's what I use. There's a code 40560, or you can just tell them you heard about it on through Merlin's Kids. But um, it is an amazing vitamin supplement, and so many of the dogs that we deal with have issues with behavior like counter surfing or stealing food or food protectiveness or food aggression. They call it resource guarding because it doesn't sound quite that bad. Kind of like Bill Clinton did that time, right? I did not have fill in the blank. With that woman, Miss Lewinsky, instead of saying, hey, I didn't do whatever, he, he kind of, you know, well, you know, Bill Clinton. I still like him. I think he's a nice guy. I just wouldn't vote for him. But anyway, so here we go. Uh, we're going to be talking about the rescue and shelter partners, and how you can set your rescue or shelter up for success and set your dogs there up for success. And you can even potentially showcase your dogs on one of my weekly radio shows, either from Shelter Dog to Service Dog, which you're listening to now, or For the Love of Dog, which is on Fridays, which is like the greatest thing. Hey, Friday, it's Friday. I get to listen to Janice's show. It's fun. I love hearing her scream about crazy things. But you know what? I just get sick of it. Because I go up to a a shelter and I see all these dogs that are just like people gave up on them. Well, why did they do that? Because they didn't know or they didn't care. So the people who don't care, I don't care about them either. Hopefully someday you'll need an animal to help you get out of uh, a dangerous situation. You'll maybe need a dog to, to protect your house and you'll get robbed. And oh, well. If you would have, like, actually upheld your promise to that dog, your house wouldn't have got robbed. So, oh, well. But there are a lot of people who just genuinely don't know better. They're not the brightest, or they just they don't know. They don't have the contacts that we do. So if you stay tuned and get go get a piece of paper during the break, because I'm going to give you some uh, information and places to go. Hang on. We'll be right back. Learn how to teach your dog how to be a service dog. 
For your dogs, running beside your bike is more rewarding canine exercise than any walk. It's also more dangerous. Until now, introducing the amazingly stable Bike Toe Leash, the only safe dog biking attachment approved by the American Pet Association. The Bike Toe Leash installs in seconds on bikes, trikes, power chairs, and mobility scooters. No tools needed, and dogs learn it immediately. With a Bike Toe Leash, both dogs and rider can enjoy fun recreation anywhere, no matter what your ability level. To learn more and order your Bike Toe Leash, visit BikeToeLeash.com. That's BikeToeLeash.com. Bike Toe Leashes are made in the USA and ship worldwide. That website again is B-I-K-E-T-O-W-L-E-A-S-H.com. Share the amazing stories of shelter dogs whose lives are changed by changing others. And welcome back to From Shelter Dogs service dog with Janice Wolf. And by the way, I would like to have a gigantic thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to my good friend Pam, who again is one of the most gracious hostesses you could ever want to have, is amazing with the dogs and is going to be fostering for us again. I want to give a shout out to a lot of people who are doing fosters, Jan and her family. Um, they, they're amazing and just have been so supportive. The future Dr. Jody Joseph, who is going to be uh, working with me on some cool cancer research where our dogs will find cancer in dogs because they do that already. Wyatt and my gang, they all do that. So we're going to be doing some cool stuff with the uh, second top vet school in the country. And we're working with a lot of other universities on research. So if you are interested or if you're if you have a background in um, in psychology, even human psychology or virology, bacteriology, any kind of the sciences, you want to do some research, you're a high school or college kid who wants to intern, we have a lot of internship and volunteer opportunities available for merlinskids.org. So you definitely want to keep an eye on what we're doing because we have so many amazing people all over the country. And we have grown so much. It's amazing sometimes. You don't know that you need to get rid of something. And once you get rid of that thing or that moment or that person in your life, that toxic being, you can just move forward with such grace and such beauty and such amazing, amazing success. And that's what's happening with a lot of our people. We are moving so forward, and uh, we tend to have a lot of really awesome people who animals can help them. We always joke about it that, you know, all of our behaviorists, I think the animals save us as much as we save the animals. Those of you who are rescue and shelter partners already, um, you know, just make sure you keep in touch with us because we're always happy to spend one segment on Tuesday night to showcase uh, the adoptable animals. And if you're able to get in touch with us, you can email us um, and on our website. Um, I believe it's info at unitedk9professionals.com, but just go to our website for unitedk9professionals, with an S, dot com, and, uh, and just get in touch with us because we'd be happy to do an event for you. We'd be thrilled to go to your shelter or rescue and work with you. So I'm going to explain shelter and rescue partners right now. It's a really cool thing. It doesn't cost you anything, but you get a discount for any of your people who adopt animals out um, or take a dog in 
uh, you have a lifetime guarantee. So I'm going to explain Shelter and Rescue Partners for those of you who might be interested. Or, listen, think about where you adopted your dog from and tell them to contact us to put you and, and their rescue or shelter on as one of United Canine Professionals' shelter or rescue partners. The reason I'm going to go through this is so that everybody knows, because a lot of you have rescue dogs or are training dogs to become service dogs, and it's always a wonderful thing to be able to have that help and have that support from some of our team members who are super knowledgeable and really just wonderful people. So how this works is shelter and rescue partners, what we do is we go to your shelter or rescue, we work with you and work with your volunteers and offer you some really cool things, which you'll have to find out when you call us or email us, but we offer you some really cool support, free classes, a lot of information so that you're able to go and now help other people to help dogs. Just imagine if you're able through your lifetime to help 100 dogs, which is more than most people will ever do. I've rehabilitated more than 27,000. Yeah, I do a lot of dogs. But, I, you know, it's okay. I don't mind rehabilitating dogs. That's what I love to do. But I fixed that many. So let's say you can do 100. Let's say everybody listening to this show, let's say there's, let's just say there's 5,000 people or 10,000, let's say 10,000 people. And each of those people, those 10,000 people in their lifetime, only rescues or is responsible for adopting out 100 dogs. Well, multiply 100 times 1,000, and now what do you have? Oh, my God, that's a lot, isn't it? So we've got, let's say, 100,000 dogs, and then if we have more people, we have a million dogs, and someday we won't have 4 million dogs euthanized in this country every single year. So shelter and rescue partners are for a, a way for you to be able to have the help that you need with the dogs in your kennel, in your shelter, in your rescue. And then we would have our local person from United Canine Professionals come in, work with those people free of charge, and then if you need help, then we go to your house or whatever. But, but a lot of times they don't need that. A lot of times it's a, just a very simple and very easy-to-fix issue and now those people won't return the dog or they won't relinquish the dog in the first place. That's kind of what we're looking to do. We want to be able to teach everybody out there what I know. And the goal is not that you all know who I am, but the goal is that next year at this time we say, wow, we only had the really big, bad, scary dogs. We only had 10,000 dogs euthanized instead of 4 million. I don't want 10,000 to be euthanized, but boy, oh boy, you're going to put a dog down. Let's put down the ones that are going to be dangerous, that are going to potentially be uh, a problem. Let's not put down good dogs. And there's so many good pit bulls and goldens and labs and um, danes and, and all kinds of dogs. But imagine what that dog is going through in that shelter. Um, rescues are usually a little better, but think about a dog in a shelter. Think about if your five-year-old child were all of a sudden lost and, and starving and, and now the child sees a stranger and maybe the stranger kicks them because the stranger doesn't like kids, which happens a lot of times in foreign countries. They, they, their people are very abusive to the street dogs. So now the dog, of course, doesn't trust people. But if one person, just one, one person, which that person could be you, 
can reach to that dog and get that connection with the dog, suddenly that dog can be saved and he can be the best dog in the world for somebody. But he has to have that chance. And it can't be in the shelter with other dogs barking and growling and snarling and peeing all over things and, you know, defecating. And and that's not the situation that most dogs come from. And unfortunately, so often that happens where you have people who look at the dog and say, oh, like the cage card said on the boy I'm taking, you know, growling may bite, use caution. So does that is that like, oh, you're going to go, oh, yeah, I'm going to be the average person. Yeah, this dog's growling and snarling at me. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I'm going to go take that one. Well, of course you wouldn't take that dog, but he was a good dog. The only thing that happened was because he wasn't um, happy and, and comfortable and eating and, and he was so neglected and abused that, you know, he looks like he's got cigarette burns all over him, this poor dog. I mean, hundreds of them. It was horrible. So maybe the last person was very mean to him, and maybe they didn't take care of him, and maybe he never was at the vet and didn't have his son and all. But that doesn't mean that we throw him away. We can still help him. And that's where my book is so handy for any of you who haven't already gotten it. It's Happens, S-H-H-H, Happens, exclamation point, Dog Behavior 101 by Janice Wolf. You can get download the free Kindle software if you don't have a Kindle. You can download it onto your phone, your computer, anything that has a screen, you can download it too. And this way, you can read about what they go through, the genetics, the food, what to feed, how often to feed, uh, all about the developmental stages, and you can understand more. So um, stay tuned. We'll be right back with some really cool stuff. We'll be right back. Hang on. Share the incredible process of shelter dogs whose lives are saved and are saving the lives of special needs children. Hey, pet lovers, listen up. Purr Spray Pet, all-natural, non-toxic spray for all of your pet problems. Proven safe to use for their skin, eyes, and ears. Helps calm and heal wounds, hot spots, insect bites, and lots more. Will not sting and very safe to use, even for your feathered friends. To find out how you can keep your pets happy and healthy, go to purspraypet.com. That's P-U-R spraypet.com. Purspraypet.com. Or call us now at 386-310-3924. <laughs> As a dog owner, you know that dogs can eat just about anything. But when food becomes a health troublemaker, or your animal has been on antibiotics or heavy meds, or GI issues set in, your animal's gut may be out of balance and needs Goo Gut Rescue. Goo Gut Rescue is 100% natural and veterinarian prebiotic and probiotic formulated to rescue your animal's gut from bad bug dominance. Remember, your dog's total health begins with gut health. Don't delay. Visit GooGutRescue.com. Learn how to teach your dog how to be a service dog. And welcome back to From Shelter Dog to Service Dog with, as Pam says, Janice Wolf. We're just so happy to be here this Tuesday and having um, our National Convention for United Canine Professionals 
um, this coming week. We're very excited. We've got people coming in from California and Colorado and Missouri and Florida and the Carolinas and uh, Niagara Falls region, lots of people from central New York, tons of people from Jersey, uh, Chicago. Uh, I think we may even have uh, one of our people who's in France may come. I'm hoping she's going to be well enough to come out. Uh, but it's, there's just so much cool stuff going on. And, you know, if you want to join us and, and help other dogs, then let us know because we're looking always for people who are going to be those people who want to make a difference, those people who don't want to just say, yeah, isn't it a shame that 4 million dogs die every year because people don't do what they're supposed to do? Yeah, that's terrible. I'll give a dollar to the Humane Society. You know what that dollar, 97% or 92%, whatever, depending on the charity, goes to salaries and other things. Donate it to small companies, small nonprofits, your local rescue um, that, that does good work. Donate it to Merlin's Kids. And, oh, by the way, while we're talking about it, anybody who buys things on Amazon, you can designate Merlin's Kids as your smile charity. So you log in like you normally do, and you hit smile.amazon.com. Like smile, you're on candid camera. Smile, just that word, smile.amazon.com. And you can choose your charity um, on that page. It doesn't cost you anything, but Amazon does donate uh, half a percent of everybody's purchases who is a smile uh, for the charity um, to their charity. So if you'd like to designate your half percent to Merlin's Kids, we'd be grateful. But just get it to some charity so somebody's getting it. And, you know, the other part of that is I don't think people often realize how expensive rescues and shelters can be. Um, Just the vet care alone is like off the wall. But like for us to train a service dog to get like this new dog who's coming in and you know, like I was saying, um, he's coming in, He's, you know, he was neglected. He's going to have a lot of medical bills. He's going to have a lot of issues. Um, I've already got him on some really great super premium food without any corn, wheat, soy, BHA, BHT byproducts, propylene glycol, digest, or any red dye 40. And I've got him on natural treats, bought him some really cool um, toys and things to play with, um, even got him his own collar, gentle leader, and leash. He's awesome, and have a stack of NuVet vitamins for him. Uh, you know, I order them for him. The NuVet is the 40560 with that code. But the NuVet vitamins are great for especially any recent rescues or if you have a dog who's got any kind of health issue, uh, demodectic mange or sarcoptic mange, anything, any kind of injuries or illnesses, and then obviously for a healthy dog to keep them healthy. The reason it's so important and that I have my little baby Huey on them, is I don't want him to kind of continue on the road he was because part of the reason he might have been scared and um, snappy was that he was on a food or whatever he could possibly find out there. It looked like he'd been there for a while. Um, that has corn, wheat, and soy in it, especially wheat. So once we get rid of his ear infections and his, the, all the sores all over this poor dog's body, um, he's now, he's on the new vet and he's on the great food. Um, so he'll be much healthier, much happier, and hopefully he'll make an amazing service dog for somebody in need. And that's really what it's all about, saving two lives at a time. Um, I, I coined that phrase yeah, 18 years ago. Wow, it's a long time. 
Um, and a lot of people have, uh, not a lot, but a couple people have stolen the phrase. And that's okay. It's trademarked. But you know what? It's the concept. And, you know, I don't mind when people copy, uh, you know, uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Um, and, and that's true. Um, I just want people to do things the right way. And that's where some people are going out there and going and getting rescue dogs that are not good or are not appropriate, but they don't know because they don't know what they don't know. And, you know, sometimes they're just buying a fake service vest, slapping that on, and two weeks later they give somebody a dog for $5,000, and the people think, wow, that's great. You know, everyone else charges more. Well, let me tell you, it's expensive. It's really expensive to rescue a dog and to do the things that you need to do for the dog so that if you're not, you know, going to be uh, doing the right thing, then, you know, just you can't help it. But if you can and if you can afford it or if you can, you know, try to do it the right way, it's always handy to be able to have uh, the dog on good food and on the good new vet vitamins, maybe a little bit of organic whole milk yogurt or or, or even part skim. But giving the dog what he should have had, and here's the other big problem, you can't feel sorry for that dog. You can't look back like some of my friends do when you have like a Dachshund Basset Hound mix and you have, you know, a Chihuahua Puggle mix or whatever you have or just a, a mutt-looking mutt, which I like my Lexi who's this mutt, but she's like the cutest thing ever. You're looking back at the dog's past. You've got to get past his past. How do you expect him, your dog, to get past his past when you can't get past his past? So what you'd want to do is preferably is have the dog do what the dog would normally do and kind of think like, hey, yeah, this dog was uh, in Oprah's house. And he had a full complement of servants, and he had everything you could possibly need. And he just had everything, and now he's slumming it with you. Well, obviously he's not exactly slumming it with you, but you have to be able to think about the fact that Probably, okay, probably he didn't get abused, but when they're in a fear phase, and we've gone through this in previous weeks, um, when they're in a fear phase and something is scary to them, then, you know, they kind of build up on that fear and that can become something. Even if it, let's say a, a tall man was on the other side of the room and a light bulb popped or something fell and the dog gets scared and sees the man. Well, that dog isn't going to say, gee, that was a light bulb that popped overhead. That dog is going to probably say, oh, no, that was a man, and that man is bad. So now the dog becomes afraid of men, and what do you do? You say, oh, I won't let him go, make him go near men anymore. I'll just let him you know, just be here because I don't want him to get afraid. But... If you're showing him that it's okay to be afraid, if you're petting him or if you're snuggling him, you're rewarding him for being afraid, well, yeah, of course he's going to be afraid more, wouldn't you? If every time you fell, uh, your parents gave you some treat, or every time you failed um, uh, your math test, your parents threw you a party, you'd be like, you mean really? All i got to do is fail the test? That's easy. It's got to be the other way around. You can't work on the failing. You have to work on the successes. Don't set your your dog up for failure. Set your dog up for success. That's why United Canine Professionals is so important because we set the humans up for success. So 
so that they can set the dogs up for success. And that's how I change the dogs. I don't have to work with a dog a long time. I'm not an obedience trainer, clicker trainer, and certainly not a shot collar trainer, one of those crazy Aussies who throws things at the dog and squirts them in the face. Can you imagine walking in your front door and every time you came in the front door, somebody shot you in the face with citronella? You wouldn't come in the front door anymore. You'd become fearful. And the worst thing in the world is a dog with fear because fear makes dogs unpredictable. We're going to talk much more about this very serious and an important factor in just a few minutes. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Share the amazing stories of shelter dogs whose lives are changed by changing others. When it comes to health expenses, dog owners have it rough. Now, thanks to veterinarian and dermatologist Dr. Kristen Holm, your dog can be goo healthy. There's Doggy Goo to find environmental pet allergies, Goo Gut Rescue for rescuing your dog's gut health, and Goo Silver, a broad-spectrum supplement for the special needs of your senior varsity dog. So visit HealthyGoo.com today or call 855-246-2426 and your dog can be healthy goo, healthy. Share the incredible process of shelter dogs whose lives are saved and are saving the lives of special needs children. And welcome back to From Shelter Dog to Service Dog with Janice Wolf and Wyatt. We are here today talking about shelter and rescue partners, talking about our new dog, Baby Huey, who's a beautiful black, uh, probably seven, eight-month-old, um, very, very beautiful and very frightened dog. Uh, black, uh, probably big black dog. We'll just call him that. Um, and we're talking also about how you can get involved and help. Like I was saying earlier, MerlinsKids.org. We need interns. We need assistants. We need people who are in the teaching field, people who'd like to start a second career, uh, people who are interested in psychology. Because the psychology of dogs, I can teach you, and our team at United Canine Professional, we can teach you all about that, but it's the humans. That's the problem is the humans have to learn. I can take the average dog and fix that dog in a matter of minutes, but the problem is that when you're fixing that dog in a matter of minutes, if I leave and I don't teach the family what to do, well, what's going to happen? That dog is probably going to turn right back into what he was. Why is he going to turn right back into what he was? Because you didn't change the human. And if I can't change the human, I can't change the dog. can't change the dog unless you can change the person who's doing those things. And we talk about this over and over and over again, how to change humans. It's not that easy. Try to change, you know, like they say, try to get a tiger to change his stripes. You know, hey, we want you to be a puma now can, or a... Or a panther, can you turn your stripes into spots, please? Or, oh, Mr. Giraffe, can you just kind of be um, look like a groundhog or something today? Or can you look like a moose? No, you know, you are what you are. And that's where the problem is. When you have a dog who has any kind of behavioral issue, typically the person starts feeling either feeling sorry or feeling angry or frustrated or anxious. And when you feel anything other than a calm, 
confident, kind of happy. I I got this. I'm good. Just kind of walk in there like you own the place. Walk with attitude, but not walk with an attitude. Don't walk with an attitude. Just walk like you don't know what's ahead, but you're there and you're okay. And you're just walking because you have a job to do. That's the energy that a rescue dog needs. A rescue dog doesn't need you to keep him in his path. A rescue dog doesn't need you to say, oh, look at all the cigarette burns. Oh, poor baby, because you're going to poor baby him into another behavioral issue or the same one he had. Why do people give dogs up? Well, you know, they'll tell you, oh, the baby's allergic. Okay, yeah, it's a poodle. I don't think so. But even so, people give dogs up, and they're very rarely do I see people actually being honest. You know, so when you get that dog, you've got that two-month honeymoon period, which I talk about in my book, Happens, S-H-H-H, Happens, Dog Behavior 101. I discuss that about, you know, hey, that first couple of months that you've got that dog, that dog, he doesn't have any idea what you're doing and what he's doing. And the best way to fix that is by making sure that you're able to take that dog and turn the dog around so that he's thinking, oh, you're in charge, I'm going to follow you instead of you following him. That's where we use, um, a, you know, a, like a, a either a, a device like a ventilator or something like that, um, even a slip lead or, or even a little martingale, and each dog can be a little different. Um, but that's where we try to have the dog next to us, beside us or behind us. Now, it's not about the gadget and heel, 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 here's the cookie, heel, 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 here's another cookie, heel, 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 here's another cookie. You know, can you imagine how, well, first of all, I call that obedience through obesity. Um, I've been using that term for about 10 years and people always laugh. Because, yeah, why do I have to bribe? That's like you wouldn't do that with your child. Oh, if you get an A, I'm going to buy you donuts. So then your child starts having an eating disorder or... Uh, being, becoming bulimic or anorexic because they say, oh, my gosh, I don't want to have all food all the time. You know, that whole goal is to have the dog as the follower and us as the leader, us as the ones who are making the decisions, who are taking those dogs and making the tough decisions of where we're going to live and how much food we're going to be able to have. And, again, it's just really thinking like a dog. I say that all the time, just think like a dog. Think about what the dog would want. Think about what the dog would do in nature. Do dogs have boxes of dog treats that they throw with, they don't even have an opposable thumb? Do they throw that in the air and they say, okay, Fido, sit. Okay, Rufus, you lie down. Okay, Fluffy, roll over. That doesn't happen. Dogs don't talk. They do speak doganese. I call it doganese. And doganese to me is the language of dogs. Bumps. Locked body postures, a little grumble here and there, a nip. They're not trying to kill each other. Well, maybe some of you guys have or know of a dog that does want to kill somebody else. But for the most part, dogs are just dogs. And dogs do what dogs do because they're dogs. They're not human. So when we reward a behavior, reinforce it by petting a dog who's been aggressive or petting a dog who's fearful or picking up a dog who might be reactive, you're reinforcing the exact thing you didn't want to do. Did you really want to reinforce the fact that that dog was, um, you know, was 
let's say, barking at somebody or growling at somebody or lunging at somebody? Or did you really just want to teach the dog, hey, knucklehead, cut it out. I got your back. I'm here. I can take care of us. And, hey, we're going to go over there. And the dog goes, hey, yeah, okay, let's go over there. But you'll still stare at the dog. And the more you stare at the dog and focus on the dog, the more the dog is going to start thinking that he's in charge because whoever's in charge is the one everyone's looking at. You guys are listening to me right now. So I'm the teacher, right? Now, if you called me and then you started asking me questions, I would be listening to you. And if I listen to you, that's because you become the teacher. You're the one with the information. So with dogs, if we don't give them a leader, if we don't give them some way of following somebody who's objective and who's a good leader and who's strong and confident and happy and just just in there and doing a great job, then your dog may try to do that. And if your dog tries to take over, that's when you call us at 855-459-7767. It's 855-4K9-PROS. Um, and you get my book, Happens, S-H-H-H, Happens, Dog Behavior 101. Because those are the things that dogs will look at that they see as, huh, you may be in charge. Kind of like the old Jeff Foxworthy, you might be a redneck if, well, you might be a pack leader, or you might be a mother, or you might be a leader, or you might be the mentor if you do this, 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 and this. But imagine that your dog is waiting patiently for somebody to take over, and you don't take over. So automatically, by default, the dog becomes the leader. Why do we want a dog to be the leader? You want your dog to know how much you pay for a mortgage? No. You want your five-year-old kid to know how much you pay for a mortgage? Ask the five-year-old kid to pay your mortgage, and they'll go, I have 32 cents in my bank. Is that enough? Do I get change back? Well because they shouldn't have to know what's going on. Kids should be able to do what kids do and just be kids. That's why dogs should be able to just be dogs and do what dogs do. So, again, if anybody is out there and you say, hey, I know somebody who would be great for you know your team at United Canine Professionals, <clears throat> have them uh, fill out an application. Or if you want, know somebody who wants to become a service dog trainer or cancer detection or disease detection, or any of the therapy dogs or any of the therapeutic facilitation behavioral intervention that we do at Merlin's Kids, or the behavioral training that we give, which is phenomenal, at United Canine Professionals. But help us to help more dogs. Have a wonderful week. Stay tuned for next week, and be safe. Learn how to teach your dog how to be a service dog. 